0: hello and welcome to the messy message podcast
1: with alexis and burley where god can take your mess and make it your message yes god
0: (laughs) hello and welcome to the messy message hey 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 how you doing burley
1: i'm good awesome glad to hear that this is the first time i have coffee while we're doing this
0: really we never do
1: it early enough that's nice. true.
0: It's always lunchtime. Yeah. Recording. Just a little tidbit for you guys it's who nice listen. Have a little
1: cup of coffee.
0: <laughs> That's nice. Mm-hmm. Well, um, it's always a great day, really. Mm. Any day that we're here and we're alive, it's a good day to be here. It's a good day to be blessed. It's a good day to share God's love. So um, I am going to kick off with our gratitude moment today. Ooh. And um, I was thinking really kind of like off the cusp, I'm not even going to lie, but last week um i was it last week no the week before last i'm sorry i dealt with and just being very transparent some serious like oppression mm. and i just felt a really like strong heaviness on my spirit of just kind of forgetting um and reverting back to not understanding who i really am in god wow. and like who he's called me to be and how he's purposed me and I started doubting myself. And all of the negative things kept flowing in my head. And it was, like, really this moment of, like, God, like, what in the world am I doing? Like, did you really choose me for these things? Did you really put me here for this? Like, this isn't enough in my life. That's not enough in my life. This is, this is falling apart. That needs to be... I just, like, everything that I could possibly think of, I was, like, the enemy was, like, like, a magnifying glass on mm. any flaw. And it was just, like, you know, presented to me. And, um, I have a small group that I'm working alongside with this summer and I shared this with my leader and, um, she prayed over me and we talked about it and she was like, be grateful that you recognize that this is the enemy
1: Amen.
0: because some people go through this and they don't even recognize where this oppression comes from. They don't understand why they're being challenged the way that they are. And then they start to believe the lies. Mm. And in that moment, I stood back and I was like, thank you, Jesus, that you put enough of your spirit in me that even though it got to me, you know, it didn't keep me down because I was able to understand who you are and who I am to you Mm. and that these were all just tactics to distract me. And that doesn't mean that I'm perfect or I'm oblivious to the flaws in my life, Mm. right? But I can't forget that through him and because of him, I am more than enough, and that everything that He has for me, it is for me. Mm. And, um, you know, I need to shush the critic in my mind. Mm. Um, So that was just like a moment of reflection. And then last week um, was a much better week for me because I was able to, you know, just kind of stomp on the enemy's head and Mm. say, no, that's right. (laughs) It's like, I'm not believing this. I'm not going for that. I'm going to, you know, walk in truth, I'm going to walk in your truth and and really walk with my my head held high because I know who my father is. So that's my gratitude moment. It's just being pulled out, like, being in a, like, you know, Kanye says, that sunken place. (laughs) To quote Kanye. That's a first. The sunken place. I don't know. I got many Kanye quotes, but (laughs) first I've used here. (laughs) But being in that space and but and really understanding that it's God who pulls me out of that and and knowing that you like you know on this walk we're vulnerable. Mm -hmm. We are so we're such targets for the enemy's warfare. Absolutely. And um, but we can come out.
1: So that's my gratitude moment. That's so interesting. Your gratitude moment because we're gonna be talking about identity today. We're going to be talking about not feeling worthy, not feeling like you're enough. Um, We're going to be talking about all of those things. So I'm like, none of that is a coincidence that Mm -hmm. you had that time of oppression. It's almost like the enemy knew what we were going to be speaking of, the guests that we were going to have today and everything. And it was this ability to tap into that. Mm -hmm. But we are more than overcomers in Christ Jesus. So that is amazing that I, yeah
0: it, it really is and you, we couldn't plan that no like there's no way that you can but plan how many things
1: thing. work out that we don't plan
0: <laughs> oh, all <laughs> things. That's, that's our whole lives all things <laughs> shout out to small groups and leaders oh, who pray yes. over their people man. yes thank you for that
1: um so i'm gonna introduce a dear 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 friend of mine uh we go way back and oh man Um, I was actually kidding around with him right before this, like how the Facebook wars that we used to get into back and forth, (laughs) him and I, he actually, um, went through a time where he was in the homosexual lifestyle and he's going to be talking today about his testimony and about what he went through and what the Lord did in his life. And I am beyond grateful, elated that he, he has come on and he has, you know, decided to share his story on the podcast Um, also a disclaimer, um, there are going to be some things spoken about, some words that are being said that if you're around young ears, you may want to pause and come back to it or, um, maybe put your head, head, but what is it? Earbuds. I always have (laughs) trouble with that. You may want to put your earbuds in, um, for this one, but please listen because we have been very prayerful over this and we want to make sure that you understand that this is in love. Um, none of this is in condemnation or judgment. Um, we want to make sure that we ooze love in everything that we say and everything that we um, articulate today. So without further ado, Manny Washington.
2: <laughs> Hello, ladies. How are we doing today?
1: Hey, hey, hey. Manny. <laughs> well,
2: this is uh, exciting, but I'm also super nervous. Um, this is going to be my first time actually sharing my testimony Um that would be recorded for, you know, pretty much the world to hear, you know. And I know when I came back to the Lord, this was always something that God had asked me to do. But I've always been kind of like Jonah, running away from this, right? <laughs> and
1: then I came back. <laughs>
2: I always, I I sometimes have the Jonah spirit. Like, it's bad.
0: Do you know, I just, it's, it's another one of those God moments, right? Oh my goodness. Last week. Yes. I literally text Burley and I was like. God has me in the, in the book of Jonah. <laughs> and, and I, I don't said, know why. I said, I don't know
1: why yet. But he'll, I, he'll tell me why. I, he'll tell oh, me. He'll reveal I to me why. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I, that. I have tears in my eyes thinking about it, and I remember her <laughs> texting me that, and I'm like, yeah, I wonder why. So like, wow.
2: No, that's been me. That's been me. I that's mean, when I, I, I first came to the Lord, cool. that was me, like, always running, you know? And mm. then people are like, oh, you know, I came to the Lord. I came at his lifestyle, but I was like, It's just scary. Like, Mm -hmm. this responsibility that God has entrusted me with, it's scary because it's people's lives, you know. And I know God wants me to use a platform of sorts to not only share my testimony, but to preach the gospel, Mm -hmm. you know. But I've been, there's been that Jonah spirit that's tried to creep up, and Mm -hmm. I've been running, you know. But I'm here today. Mm -hmm by the grace of god i am alive and i'm just glad and blessed to be here with you both that you be able to share my testimony and and i know that uh through this you know god will be glorified not only glorified but people will be healed Mm -hmm. you know and it will give hope to those who are dealing with either in the lifestyle or have family members a daughter a son a cousin Mm -hmm. a grandchild you know prayer works and you will see Maybe not today and maybe not tomorrow, maybe not even a year from now, but you'll see God's glory as long as you are steadfast and in prayer. And you'll see God's hand over your child or your grandkids' life. Okay. Um. But, yes, yeah, so my story, you know, it's 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 a it's a wild one for sure. But I, you know, I was in a gay lifestyle for a very long time. Um, when I was a, a kid, I... You know, there was words of death that was spoken over me for sure. You know, and 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 granted, my father didn't know any better. It it mainly came from my father, Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, he wasn't saved. He was an alcoholic, and but that's also a generational curse that happened. You know, that he inherited from his father. You know, so he didn't know any better. Um, But doesn't make it right. It's like somebody drunk dr- driving under, under the influence and they get stopped or they hit somebody, yeah. you know, yeah, they were under the influence, but it was still their fault. Right. Yeah. So, um, my father, you know, he, there was words of like, you know, sissy and faggot and, and things of that sort. And my mom and dad are together. They were together then they're still together now, 37 years later. Yeah. Um, but those were hard times in our household. And, yeah. and, you know she would be there and she would try to comfort me as much as she can but at the end of the day you know she made a commitment to my father and she he was there you know even through those times and she would tell him those are don't say those things those are hurtful they hurt his feelings but you know it continued and through that the enemy saw that and he used that right mm-hmm. so then we fast forward to me being my teens and um at that time i wasn't really doing anything as far as homosexual, homosexuality is involved, but I was, you know, introduced to pornography, and pornography was then became, you know, another door that 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 gave that that lifestyle came through, you know, watching stuff that was not of God, of course, you know, it was, and it just continued to open those doors, and then I was then taken advantage of by somebody who was close to me, um, and again, I. You know things happen, and that person to this day is a man of God. Um, but there was a door open there. You know, I was I was molested. I was touched inappropriately at the age of fifteen, and with that, when that happened, it was just ugh, the door was not cracked at this point. It was flung wide open, yeah. and the enemy just flooded my my mind, my thoughts, my everyday being. This is who you are. Mm-hmm. They did this because this is who you are
0: to build up the lies.
2: Exactly. And then you blame yourself. I blame myself. That was my fault. I did something. Mm-hmm. I caused this person to make it okay to do that, you know? And of course my body deceived me and I believed it and I can, and I carry that for years, mm-hmm. right? And so through my high school career, you know, high school time, I just that developed. And and that wasn't until I was 18 that I really just delved into that lifestyle. You know, I was of age. So I'm like, "You know what?" I can keep this a secret, nobody has to know, and I can just do this, and um, it got really bad. You know, I living here in Tampa, I was going to the gay clubs, I was experimenting with drugs, I was drinking heavily, I, it got really bad. and But then I was like, I can't keep this a secret, and I can't live in this city, because I feel like I'm sneaking around, going to these clubs, but then I'm always just thought, oh, or if I go on a date with a with guy, I'm like, what if I see somebody?
1: Mm.
2: And I'm just like, okay, I got to get out of the city now. So I've always wanted to live in New York. So I'm like, well, might as well just go ahead and pack my bags so I'm and sorry. do that.
0: So you were you were keeping it a secret this whole time. This whole time. No no one, maybe they knew, but they didn't.
2: There you go. You weren't
0: telling people I wasn't. Openly.
2: I wasn't telling people openly. Okay. Even my best friend, I never told them
0: anything. Wow.
2: You know, but he's always had an idea. Yeah. He's, he's, and to this day, he's like, I always knew something because there was like little things here and there that you would do mm-hmm. or you would tell me stuff. I'm like, hmm, that doesn't <laughs> sound right, yeah. you know? And I'm just like, I was like, dang, I wasn't keeping that secret good enough, I guess, <laughs> to him. But everybody else, it was like, nobody knew anything.
0: Because, too, you gotta think, like, you had absorbed it as your identity. Yeah. So it's when you take on something as, like, oh, this is who I am. It's hard for you to hide that from
2: Absolutely. people. You Absolutely. You know,
0: you like say like, you know, you made that declaration. Well, this is this is who I am. This is what I'm gonna do.
2: And I didn't also like, you know, there's always like that. Um, there's certain way of of, of 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 a man who is gay how they act. Mm. I, I I made sure I didn't perpetuate any of those actions. Mm. I make sure that I try to remain as masculine as I can. No flamboyance. No flamboyancy. I try. Mm. I really did, but then. You know, with my gay friends I was a different person. So I was living a different lifestyle with one set of friends this way, with my family this way, and then with my gay friends another way. So I was living like a triple lifestyle. I was you know you know that movie split? I had multiple personalities. Wow. That's how it was. I was here I took I put on one mask, I took I took off another one. i would go to church sometimes, doing one th- I was drunk, something hung over. Going to church on a Sunday, mm. and, and I had just been in bed with a man or something like that. Mm. I remember going to church, I can remember actually seeing you. We were at church at, at a certain church, <laughs> and that night before, I was I had just woken up that morning with laying up with somebody. Wow. You know, I was
1: probably doing the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, we all got to pass.
2: Yes. <laughs> just call but, um, but yeah, so so I finally I was like, you know what, I'm going to move to New York because that's like almost a mecca of gay yeah. lifestyle, you know, so I'm like, I can be as comfortable as I want to be, nobody knows who I am, and I'm going to live my life the way I felt like God had intended, you know, for me to live. Mm-hmm. So at that point, like, I had no, I didn't filter anything, I was posting stuff on Facebook and I was, yes. you know, showing all kind of stuff. I was cursing up a storm. I was, I just didn't give a crap anymore mm-hmm. at that point. And you felt free. I did, it, that, free, right? Quote unquote Cold. free. Yeah. You know. Um, and then you know, I got introduced to this this industry of fame and people that you know who are in that lifestyle. And I was going to all these events and parties and meeting these celebrities. And, and then drugs came and then alcohol came and it was just a Dominant effect of just all this stuff mm-hmm. that I was being introduced to. You know, things that I thought I would never even try, like drugs, cocaine, molly, ecstasy, like those Literally. things were never a thought in my mind that I would ever try. And I became, I loved it. Literally loved those those things. And it wasn't because it felt good, but it was because I was able to just block, block everything that's numb. happened to me. I was numb to it all. You know, so I did that for years and, you know, addicted to sex and very promiscuous, very, very promiscuous. I mean, if it was, if I was going out, I was going out for a purpose, mm. you know, I was going out every once every night, you know, so it, it became really bad. Um, did you
0: have any monogamy in any, like, in, in, in that
1: time frame at all?
2: Yes, I did. Okay. There was a moment, actually, the last relationship I had was, um, it started off that way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> did it end that way? No, but it did start mm-hmm. off that way of course, and because always in the back of my my mind, in my head, I was like, you know, this is wrong. Mm. Like I've always knew it was wrong. So
0: you weren't totally vested. No. So that's uh, that's interesting though. That makes sense to the drugs and the numbing and the things like that. Yes. Like you, were, you were grappling. Like you were definitely dealing with, okay, this is how I feel I should be, but this is what I know to be true. Yes. And it was that constant tug of war in your
2: Absolutely. spirit internally. No. That's exactly what it was. And it was and it was crazy. I would lay there and I'm like, I, ha- I eventually had to stop doing this because I knew it was wrong. Yeah. It's like this Holy Spirit was always tapping, hey, you know this is wrong, right? And I'm like, I literally told no, shut up. Like, I don't want to hear you wow. right now. And then I will try to, even in the midst of my sin, there was times I would like listen to work. I would hear worship music in my head. I'm like, how am I saying this right now? <laughs> and I am over here snorting, snorting a line of coke, and I can hear the Holy Spirit mm. right now, and it's wow. like the craziest thing that would happen to me, you know. And it was just, and it just proves, man, like, yeah, people who grew up There's in the no church, they, too dark. no, and wow. you are like, I was raised in the church, so those words that were spoken over me, those, those hymns that I used to despise that we would sing at our church <laughs> and I'm like singing them like well, I'm, and I'm singing them in Spanish which is not my first language and I will sing those songs in Spanish I'm like wow. what is wrong? this is not normal so <laughs> I'm like okay God like what are you trying to do but then again I would like you know forget like I don't want to hear these I don't hear mm-hmm. this right now I want to do my own thing So yeah eventually I you know was in a relationship and um, we were together maybe for a year. Um, but even with that, you know, I knew that I was I was making an escape plan because mm-hmm. I knew I just couldn't commit. Cause marriage came about and meeting the family came about, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, you'll never meet my family. <laughs> <laughs> this that will never happen. You're never gonna come to and meet my family, you know. And I'm just like, because it's just not. I, I know I can't do this for the rest of my mm-hmm. life. Um, so eventually, of course, I we broke up and. And I continued just to live that lifestyle. I it died down a little bit after that. Actually, actually, I calmed down a lot of it. Um, but I still live in New York. And then that year, it was I remember it was two thousand fourteen. I my my health declined rapidly. Um, I'm 6'1". Uh, my weight would always be around one seventy five to one eighty five. And at that point, I was like at one fifty, which was skinny for me at that time. Um, so I thought it was just the stress, you know. I was living by myself, I was paying my own bills. Mm -hmm. I had just broke up with somebody who I was in a relationship with. Um, But it was more than stress, you know? And I didn't realize what it was until I came to visit my family in Tampa. And my mom had said, there's something up with you. Like, you need to go see a doctor. Um, And I ignored it and I ignored it. And then I came back again that same year and she was just like, you know, I think you need to come home because Mm -hmm. you just look at that point I was skinny. I was I was a toothpick. I was like one thirty at that point. Mm. Um six one, six one You know. So you guys look at me right here. Y'all can't see me through the podcast, but I'm a little heavier now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm a little solid right now, but you know, <laughs> but then yeah, I was looking like a toothpick. So I did eventually said made the decision to come back to Tampa and um but in that decision, um, the Lord started encounter me. Actually almost two weeks within me being here. Um, I went to a church service that where well, a church that I used to go to years ago, and uh, many of my old friends and people that I used I grew up with were there. And um, it was a youth service, I remember. And I can't tell you what the pastor preached about, but what I can tell you is that God was there. Mm-hmm. And I remember just sitting there and just they did an altar call, but I didn't go to the altar call, but the altar call came to me.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow, wow,
2: and I sat there just crying because the power of god was so tangible in that room and i'm just like what is going on here like i don't know what's happening <laughs> and i'm sitting next to my my grandma and my theas, and they're all there and um people started coming up to me praying for me mm-hmm. you know and the person there's a person that came up to me to apologize for the words they spoke to me mm-hmm. while i was in that lifestyle because Again, I wouldn't I've been in a few Facebook battles, not just with Burley, <laughs> but with other people. And um, you know, through that, you know, they apologize, and and you know, people say, you know, you don't need, you don't always need that um, apology. The apology. You don't, you you don't need that closure. But I need that. There's certain people that need it.
1: Yeah,
2: I am that mm-hmm. person.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Words for me are like my love language. If you, if Words of affirmation. I need it. Yeah. It really is my love language, and I, I didn't realize I'm my love language until maybe a year ago. Mm-hmm. I realized I words hurt me, mm-hmm. and, but words also give me the most they power. Build you, like, they build yeah. me up, you know. So when that person apologized to me, it just set a different course for my life, mm-hmm. you know. And then I came to the altar, and I was just there on my knees. And I just I let it there. I I gave it to the Lord, and I was like, okay what's next so then i started going to this um the small group where it was kind of like a way for me to let go of many of my my sins of my past stronghold. my strongholds you know and i was just every week was just letting go of this and that it was and it was a, a lot of stuff that i didn't realize that i was battling or I had battled or things that i did in the past that were the reason why i end up mm. in that lifestyle you know and um, so a lot of forgiveness came about, and forgiving my father, forgiving those who had hurt me, you know, and and one of the, the last week they, they had like a, a retreat where I was able to just really let go and let God, and there was healing in that, in that moment, and, you know, a person came up to me and told me, like, you need to forgive the person that molested you, because you know that wasn't wow. him. Hmm. The enemy used him as a vessel. And they didn't know. They didn't know nothing about me. They, they didn't even know but they were given a, were given a prophetic, a prophetic word, word. And that prophetic word spoke to me and I remember when he said that, I dropped to my knees and I just laid there crying my eyes out. And I just said, I forgive him and I said out loud, I remember I just Amen. I let it go, you know, and mm. from there on it's like, you know, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna I'm gonna come back to the Lord, I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna I'm gonna, you know, stick to this. Um, this lifestyle of, of, of faithfulness and, and, and purity. Um, but even though spiritually I was being healed, there was something also physically that was ailing me and I was, I was my health was still declining. you know So um, maybe a month after that I got really sick. I had like a fever like 102. I was shaking, I was cold, I was hot all at the same time. And my mom's like, you know what? we need to go to the hospital because this year is too much. I go to the hospital, and we come to find out when I get there, they do some tests that I, um, I had an abscess in my stomach, I had an infection. Mm-hmm. But the doctor said, you know, there's a reason why you have this infection, so th- let's find out. We said, so let's can we run every single test that we can think of? So I'm like, let's do it. So I stayed in the hospital. I was there for a good about seven days. Um, by the fourth day, mind you, in that process of being in the hospital, the Lord was just encountering me every single day. Mm-hmm. It was just I was, and I played worship nonstop. Mm-hmm. And at that time, Hillsong United album had just came out. I think it's called Is that Empires. Good? That's a good one. That's a good album. That album, I remember that was like my everyday devotional album, mm-hmm. and I would listen to all those songs, and and I would just marinate in in the, in those songs, and you know, and I was just like, man, God, like, at that time, like, I didn't think there was Christian music that was like that. Even though I grew up in a church, but I always knew oh, yeah. Spanish songs, yeah. you know. I didn't know about these very cool contemporary, contemporary songs. Yeah. And and I remember listening to my like, man, these guys they are writing this music and it's they're these are psalms. Mm-hmm. These are these are straight up
0: Oh lyrically they just like mm-hmm. grab
1: your heart. Yes.
2: Yeah. Like it is but biblical and it yeah. is from God. Yeah. You know, and I'm just I'm always cry- I was crying all the time the the whole entire time in, in the hospital. And um, one day I was by myself, nobody was there, not my family, none, nobody was with me at this time. And I'm just praying, I'm just like, you know, Lord, if you get me through this, if you get me through this, 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 this process and you heal me, I'm going to serve you. And I'm going to do whatever you ask me to do. And, um, you know, as soon as I said that, you know, the Holy Spirit spoke to me and told me that he was going to heal me, but he also showed me, like, what was wrong with me. And then as that was happening, the doctor walks in and he just tells me, he breaks it to me. He's like, you know, I just, I'm sorry to tell you this, but you know, you have HIV, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think for any, maybe anybody else, I probably would have killed them. They would have been distraught, but that was the opposite reaction I had. And I don't know if it was in shock or if it was just the Holy Spirit, but I was just like, okay. I told him like, I don't accept that. You know, I'm going to be healed. The Lord already spoke to me. This is what's gotta happen. Mm-hmm. So he was I think he was caught off guard. He was like, What? <laughs> going like, um, <laughs> right, like, well, oh, was like, Okay, crazy. All right. He was like, All right, um, so we're gonna start your meds. I'm like, Okay, whatever you gotta do, let's do it, you know. I'm like, I'm fine. So I start on my meds, I get at the hospital a few days later. I'm um, at that time I was still struggling with even walking. Um I had a lot of Did
0: you tell your parents right away?
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. The next, I think that day my mom came in and I told her, um, <laughs> I remember that was hard for her. She didn't want to show it to her. She, she tried to not react in front of me, <laughs> but she had to walk away and I know mm-hmm. she just mm-hmm. broke. broke. I know she was broken, but I told her mm-hmm. and I, and I, I try to comfort her. I was like, you know, I'm going to be okay. Mm-hmm. I think she was also like, What is going on? Why is he like so strong?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, but I've, i felt I like, man, God wanted me to be strong for everyone for everyone else. Yeah. Cause everyone I told was just like bawling and crying. I'm just like, I'm like, you can you have your moment. <laughs> <laughs> you can have your moment, but I'm okay, you know? And it wasn't because I was in shock, because I just knew that God was gonna do something in this, you know. Yeah, I did. So, um, so, yeah, that be- just became a uh, a process of just me being healed. And yeah, there were some setbacks. I uh, had messed up my back one day and, trying to carry something, and I literally um, fell to the floor. My back gave out on me. This wow. was like maybe two weeks after I got to the hospital. And you're a young guy. I'm young, mm-hmm. and um, literally I had to go back to the hospital. Yeah. And then I was bedridden for about almost a month. Mm. I couldn't walk two weeks actually and then i started getting out of the bed i had like crutches and not crutches a walker mm-hmm. like an old man wow. i literally had a walker um there's pictures of me that of me trying to move myself because it was impossible mm-hmm. and then little by little i then i had a cane and then i started walking slowly but this healing happened at my grandma's house my, my yeah. abuela who is a prayer, uh, warrior. prayer warrior she will cast out a demon <laughs> out of you in 2.5 seconds <laughs> She is mm. a woman of God. I, I am Nobody a needs
1: one yeah. People.
2: I am a product of that for sure. Yeah. You know, and I feel like her, that that part of her has mm. almost um, transmitted to me. Yeah. You know, I realized that I'm using delivery and deliverance and, and preaching the gospel, and she she's the same way like she hears the Lord like they have a one a, a line that they speak to each other and the Lord speaks to her and through her all the time yeah. you know but in that in that moment in that um, time of healing um it was her you know it was her that 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 definitely helped me you know and I'm grateful for that time that I got to live with her and, and 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 her um being being part of that process so As that's happening, um, you know, God is showing me that he wants more for me and that he wanted to use me in not only to speak the gospel, but to speak of my my testimony, you know, and it was scary at first, you know, definitely. But, you know, I could just stand here today, you know, even what the doctor said, that I wouldn't be undetectable, that I wouldn't, um, you know, be able to gain weight and all this stuff. I sit here. 200 something pounds. I ain't gonna tell you how much I weigh. Uh, But I am undetectable. I am healthy. I am living. I'm doing things for the Lord. I live in Gainesville now and I'm able to, I'm learning ministry because I know that's where the Lord wanted me at. Um, Actually, I attend a church in in, in Gainesville, Ignite Life Center, and I've been privileged to have such an amazing pastor, Pastor Mark Vega, who has been just a mentor to me and a a spiritual father to me. You know, he has given me. A platform at times to speak mm-hmm. and to do so many things. So I, I appreciate my family back in Gainesville because they are my family. Yeah, you know, I got to ch- I get to choose them, and God yeah. chose them for me.
0: Amen. And I
2: and on my way here today, I got to text them all, and they're just like, you know, I'm not gonna cry, but they <laughs> they wrote me this. You know, they they were writing me these things, and I'm just like God, like I thank you because not everybody has this. Yeah. You know, I not only have a physical family, like a family, mm-hmm. blood family, but I also have family, that spiritual family that's just right now in prayer, just lifting me oh, up. Amazing. You know, and we need that. Yes, we we need community. Mm. You know, I don't really... We need community. That oh, is yes. important. Yes. We need to be vulnerable. We need to have somebody who will hold us accountable for yes. our, our, our mess. You yes. know, mm-hmm. they see something, you got here, here's my phone. Look through it. You yeah. know, I'm dealing with stuff. I need you to look through my stuff. I need you to to hold me accountable and that's hard.
0: It is mm-hmm. very hard
2: because our generation we don't we want, want that. We don't want that accountability.
0: No, we we want to live the way we want to live. Absolutely. Yeah. Or
2: we think where God wants us to live. You know, we kind of do our own will. Yeah. And that's.
0: Yeah, we have a way dangerous to twist um and pervert what God has sanctioned for us as a lifestyle. Yeah. To fit the needs of our flesh. Absolutely, and we all deal with that in diff- in various aspects, right? Like it's not just homosexuality; it's it could be anything, um, and we we have a tendency to take that just like mm-hmm. you know.
2: Absolutely.
0: Sex is a good thing. Sex is Absolutely. a gift from God, but there's boundaries around mm-hmm. sex, mm-hmm. right? So it is a gift. It is something to be enjoyed. It is something that should give us pleasure, but within the boundaries of, you know, marriage and a, a man and a woman. And I know um, I didn't deal with homosexuality, but I dealt with premarital sex. Right. This is no different. I mean, no better, right? It's different, but it's not better is what I'm trying to say. It's still a stronghold. It's still something that if you don't, um, if you talk yourself into thinking it's okay, you'll continue to live this life that was never designed for you yeah mm-hmm. and um much like some of the sentiments that you had in in your moments of um like dealing with that sin i had those same kind of like feelings too i wasn't promiscuous but i still had um a lot of guilt yeah. you know i was very monogamous and it and that was part of what the enemy tried to use for me to think it was okay yeah it was because Oh, you're with one person, or oh, you know, you guys really love each other, and like, yeah, all that was true, but we still hadn't made any vow to God, no union under God, uh, no, no, like true acceptance of Him as a part of our union. Yeah. To then move forward in that right, and I had, you know, you, I grappled with that, and um, I thank God He never, like you, Manny, He never let me think it was okay. Yeah. The, it, you know, forever, how long I did it for, whatever I went through with it. That Holy Spirit still tugged in my heart and said, "It's still not okay." No, sure. So thank you for sharing
2: that. No, yeah, um, you know, I, I know. I just thank you both for just God giving you guys this platform. I think this is, is is this <laughs> is going to be not just only something that it's just, it's just a start of what God has for both of you. Mm-hmm. And I always believe that I I know Burley since you know we were kids since she moved here from New York, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, but even like knowing her, she's always had such a heart for the Lord. Mm -hmm. Even when, you
1: you know, (laughs) even, no, (laughs) but even
2: like you, you know, in the world or, you know, when you (laughs) backslide or whatever, but you know, the Lord always has a calling. His callings are irrevocable. You know, he doesn't take it back, you know? And I think we, we really think that, man, God is just punisher. Like, Oh, no, you sin now I'm taking everything back. Mm-hmm. No, he's like, I'm giving you these gifts, mm-hmm. you know. I have gifts that you can speak prophetically. I have gifts of tongues. I have gifts of this. Mm-hmm. These are all yours to have, mm-hmm. you know. But we sit here like, no, like, I don't deserve these things. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to, I'm just going to only dabble. And maybe I'll do this, mm-hmm. but I won't do that, you know. And God's like, no, like, it's just like the same thing as like God shows you, hey, here's an AirPod Pro, here's a car, here's a mansion. Which one are you going to pick? I'm going to pick the mansion. You know, because that's what God has gifted me with. So he's, if he's going to gift me with a gift of tongues, a gift of prophetic um, speaking, a gift of, you know, evangelizing, I'm going to use those gifts because those are gifts that God has yeah. given me.
1: Yeah. And Manny, w- what would you have to say to someone listening that may feel like they're in the homosexual lifestyle and they're maybe dealing with some of those things and feel like torn? Yeah. Maybe like you were or not even torn. Maybe um, they, for, they yeah. feel comfortable in yeah. it, right?
2: Um, the thing is this, is that I know people that believe wholeheartedly this is, this is them, this is my life. Um, God made me this way, I'm gay, I'm here, I'm queer, I'm proud, mm-hmm. all that good stuff, right? Well, not really good stuff, but all that stuff. Um, but those who are battling, you know, with their identity, who are like, I grew up in the church, but I also have these feelings, right? Mm-hmm. For me it was it's still a sacrifice just because i'm sitting here today in ministry speaking about my 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 testimony doesn't mean that i still i don't battle with these things still mm. it, it's a it's a pick up your cross lay this at the feet of jesus and keep on going mm. and it's easier said than done I but it that. is can be done yeah. you know and i th- honestly for me it's is having those people in my circle, in my inner circle, who I'm able to speak to these things comfortably with. And not only that, but who can sit there and cry with me, who can sit there and speak to me, and who can be honest with me, you know? And then I can be honest with God. Like, even my ride here today, I was like, God, I'm not... I'm not capable of these things. Like, I don't know why you're calling me... When you were talking about what you... I was saying, like, I am not... I don't know what am I doing here. Like, God, this is not... This is... I'm just a guy who who dealt with some sin and and now I'm free from it but I just feel like I'm not worthy of it all mm-hmm. but he's like no like yes you are cuz yeah, I, mean, I called you to called this you, to be, you know yeah. so people who who are battling he's called you to be He's called you to be a doctor but you can be a doctor and some and, and be a healer right yeah. you can be a lawyer but you can be a lawyer who are protecting and getting people who are wrongly you can accused be an yeah absolutely yeah. Mm-hmm. every single job you can be a minister in. Yeah, you know just mm-hmm. it doesn't you don't have to be a minister actually be a pastor preaching on the altar and yeah. preaching the gospel. You can preach the gospel anywhere. Amen. Jesus didn't preach at a church. No, he
0: didn't. He
2: was in the streets mm-hmm. with the people. He was in their homes. He was mm-hmm. with the sinners. Yeah. You know That can be us, but...
0: It should be us. It should be us,
2: right? Yeah. You know, and so there's many people out there, especially those who are battling homosexuality. It's not just only those who, say, been molested or like yeah. myself yeah. or had a father that spoke words of condemnation. Um, it's just they believe that's who they were, and they were born that way. And, are, yeah. and you know, sometimes like you know, at times I'm like, people could be born gay, in a spiritual sense. Mm-hmm. You know, people were born into crack babies. Mother was we are uh, all born into. You know, mother was in, in in doing crack while she had their child, and now they're a, you know they're a crack a baby, product of that a product of that. that. And then there's mothers that were alcohol ha- alcoholics. That's a spiritual mm-hmm. addiction that's not been passed on yeah. to the kids. So these are generational curses that we have to break,
1: yeah.
2: you know, and I believe parents, it starts with the parents mm-hmm. laying hands on your kids every in, single in day. In the prayer way. In prayer way. way. Not, yeah. <laughs> not me that <they're> like. <laughs> <laughs> not yeah, yeah, but it's in a prayerful way, like, <laughs> Lord, like, you know, mm-hmm. my child will be, my son will, will marry a woman of God and they will be raised as a, as a man of Amen. God, you know. We have to start doing those things with our kids. Yes, you know, We have to
0: be intentional. You have to. And yeah. break
2: those chains. Break them yeah. over your family. Mm-hmm. Every single curse that you believe that has been placed on your family, you have the ability to break them. Mm-hmm. And do. they won't be transmitted into your children. It's the
0: power of the Holy Spirit. Yes. Absolutely. People don't understand what that power looks like. Yeah. And, I, and I, can, I can understand that. You know, you can read in the Bible and become... A little bit confused, right? Absolutely. I'm not going to say that everything is always like just plain Mm as day, right? But you can also ask the Holy Spirit, again, gaining that power that is offered to each another gift. The Holy Mm -hmm. Spirit is a gift, right? Another one of those gifts that are given to you when you accept Christ as your Lord and Savior, and you can say, hey, I don't understand this, and I can, you know, I need you, Holy Spirit, to reveal to me what does this word mean and things of that nature, um, and, and he will do that. Absolutely. And so there, I, I say that to say that, you know, if you want it, it's there. Mm-hmm. The key is, do you want it?
2: Exactly. Mm-hmm.
0: Because, there, again, there are people who, like, this is me, and I'm okay with that.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: okay, we all have our choices. And then there's the people that, like, still feel that torn of, you know, between, you know, what's truth and, and, and versus, like, what I'm actually mm-hmm. doing. Absolutely. Um, on my heart, if I could just make an appeal to the church, um, because I know that there's a lot of pain between the LGBTQ community and the church. Yes. And there it's a lot of, like, condemnation, and it's a lot of, you know, pointing the finger and things like that. And my appeal, what's on my heart, is that we have to love each other. And mm-hmm. um, one of our, like, not our tagline, but our verse that we stand by at the Messy messages. Romans eight one and there is no condemnation, mm-hmm. um, for those who who know Jesus and and we have to we have to stand on that because, God is love,
2: mm-hmm.
0: God is love. Not love is love, <laughs> God is love, mm-hmm. and when you understand who God is and how much He loves you and what He actually has for you, you really then understand the design of why you were created and why things are the way that they are. God does not withhold good things from you.
2: Absolutely not.
0: God does not withhold any good thing from you. Everything that in his that's in his will is good. And that's the truth that we have to begin to stand on. As a church, not just the place, but the body, the people, the servants, the worshipers, the pastors, the ushers, Mm -hmm. (laughs) the group leaders, you know, whoever, right? Like all of us. We have to extend love. Mm. The church should be a safe haven for people who are dealing with any sin. Mm-hmm. It's
2: regardless a if,
0: Yes, regardless if it's, regardless if it's homosexuality or anything bigger. Or else, you know, I shouldn't say bigger, but anything else, you yeah. know, because God doesn't wager sin the way that we wager sin. Right, right. But, you know, we should all be able to come and say, hey, this is what I'm dealing with. And I don't know if this is right or wrong, but. I'm feeling like, a, you know,,
2: a, yeah, yeah.
0: A, a separation of my spirit and the truth, and I need to know like what's good for me and what's not. The church has to be there to help pick up the pieces. If we are casting stones, if we are shaking wagging our fingers like, poor little you, or you shouldn't make that decision or you shouldn't be doing that. We are not helping people. Mm-hmm. We can't help people if we're not loving on them. If we are not exposing them to Jesus, because Jesus loved every single one of yeah. us and we are all sinners though they look different we are all sinners mm-hmm. so my appeal is to church if you have any grudging feelings in your heart about this subject matter i i just employ you to pray
1: mm-hmm. and
0: ask god to really give you the spirit of love but stand in spirit and truth because the truth has to be spoken but it should never the truth should never condemn a person
2: mm-hmm. yeah i it's agree also
1: love. And Manny, I I remember approaching you because um, at one point I had my sister. And she was like, you know, starting to be in a relationship with another woman. And I was like, how do I approach this? (laughs) And I I was actually talking to you earlier about how I was condemning. And I had the wrong idea, attitude. Um, I wasn't coming with an approach of love. And that situation taught me how to truly love the person yeah. pray for them and not criticize because yeah. at one point i was just driving people crazy like okay well the bible says this and you know yeah i, I realized that like my approach needs to be always with love yeah. and always um asking the holy spirit because sometimes i want to say something yeah, absolutely. that is not even what the lord wants it's, me to say yeah. I and mean, it's not out of love mm-hmm it's out uh, of your pushy opinion. Yes. And yeah. I'll admit that I was, you know, one of those people that well, your flesh like, is out of your flesh. I, I was speaking out of flesh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely, like, we need to approach things with wisdom. Yeah. With love, yeah. and understanding, um, that these people are people with yes. feelings.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. We all have feelings. What if someone came and picked your life apart? Nobody likes that. Nobody, Nobody likes that. Likes that. I think the the biggest thing is to also understand that we have to like incoming and love everybody dealing with a certain sin regardless again of what it is. I know we're talking about homosexuality right now, okay. But if it's that, if they're not always asking your opinion,
2: yeah, yeah,
0: they're not yeah. asking for your thoughts about their lifestyle. That's and very true. That is okay. Yeah. It's, Jesus, when he walked this earth, he was more of a demonstration. Not he did not go up to people and say, hey, did you read the Torah today? Did you pray five times? Did you, d- you know what I'm saying? Do you know who I am? Like, yeah, he yeah.
1: never did that well, to Well, he addressed their need for his love and affection first. first before he addressed yes. their sin. He, always he addressed sin. He, but ab- he, he absolutely. always, like, went and, like like the leper he hugged him first yes. did you
2: have you guys watched chosen yeah the, yeah oh
1: God,
2: yes. yes. that show that show that's every sure single guys. time i watch it i'm like in tears because i'm like god i mean jesus was so human Yeah. He was. you know and we hear the stories we read the stories in the bible but we never thought what happens in between those stories mm-hmm. you know the and and the context i'm like oh, man like jesus was a, was a man yes. you know he had feelings he was funny yeah, he had a yeah, sense, he of sense of humor, of humor. Yeah. i like i get so i'm like man we have created this, um, yeah, balance. like he's always serious, and he was mm-hmm. no, like, yes, he prayed, and mm-hmm. he had time with the Lord, but he but also, he his job yeah, absolutely, yeah. But, his ministry seriously, yeah. but he was also a man, and yeah. he had fun, yeah. and he had these 12 ragamuffins that, yeah. <laughs> that were wild. But he always
0: let them be. Be, and what yeah. What he did is he pulled out the best of them absolutely. to show them how to use those those parts absolutely to, to do his will. And we I love that you shared that because it's so true. Like God Jesus oh, they're the same, but you know, uh, Jesus in in the man version of God, in the fleshy version of God, was very much um intuitive to people and, and their needs, their hurts, their pains, their wants and things like that. But he always always, always, always led in yes. love. And that's we have to do that. We cannot um, just go around using the Bible like a sword,
2: yeah. you know. And then kind of going back to what you're talking about, the church, you know, I think, like you said, the church has done a disservice mm-hmm. to the gay community. Yeah. You know, but it's because the lack of knowledge. knowledge. You know, um, I think we we had a ministry in our in my church where we would actually go to gay pride, and not condemn, mm-hmm. but we held signs, "God loves you." Mm-hmm. God loves you, mm-hmm. you know, and we weren't going, we walked the parade in New York City, mm-hmm. the biggest parade, gay parade in the world. Mm-hmm. We walked that parade and you will see people, I mean, crying mm-hmm. because they never heard that before.
1: Yeah.
2: You know, they never heard that God loves me, even though I'm gay and I live this lifestyle. Mm-hmm. They were just like in tears and he would mm-hmm. ask for hugs from us, mm-hmm. you know? And my mom actually went to a gay pride here in Tampa and she walked the parade, Mm -hmm. you know, and for her to do that, that to me was like, it wrecked me Mm -hmm. because it was, I was out of her comfort zone, Mm -hmm. you know, but she was like, this is my son. This is, Mm -hmm. this is the life that he came out of. And I want to be a a vessel for other mothers who are going through the same thing, you know, who are dealing with children or kids, or sons, or daughters that are in the gay lifestyle, mm-hmm. there's hope.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. She's a beacon of hope. Wow. And I would tell my mom, like, my testimony is just as much as your testimony. Amen. You yeah. know, you were there through it all. You saw it all. You were there to support me through it all, Amen. you know? And, um, I, and I guess for all mothers, you know, and parents, like, be that support. Yes. If your kid comes up to you and "Today I'm gay, your reaction should be like, get out of my house, no. you know? It's like, I love you. I love you, I love you, and let's get through this, mm-hmm. you know? And
0: God loves you even more. Mm-hmm. Exactly.
2: You know, and it, my, my brother, who is also, he lives in a gay lifestyle, he has a partner. He has a, a partner. They've been together for uh, over six years, I believe now, mm-hmm. and we love him.
1: Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. We, we don't accept what, how they live their lifestyle, but mm-hmm. he comes to our Christmases. He comes to our Thanksgiving. My dad loves him, mm-hmm. you know? He knows our stance, of mm-hmm. course. But we're not going to reject him. Because how are we going to show Jesus love? How are we going to show the love of God if we say, you can't come into our house, you can't come to our Christmases, you can't do none of those things. You know, that's not okay. Mm -hmm. And I think, and I'm not saying that's, and that's up to the, of course, your discretion as a family, if you want to do that. But we've seen the change. You know, we've seen that this man's like, oh, wow. They don't agree with me, but they love me regardless, yeah. Yeah. you know? And that's who Jesus that alone was.
0: Shows Jesus.
2: Jesus was like that. He Every, yeah. He there is people that he didn't agree with their lifestyles, but he still yeah. loved he visited, on them visited. and visited it's and good. healed them.
0: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but do you remember it brings me to the story of the woman, the adulterer that mm-hmm. the Pharisees brought before him and said, you know, this woman is an adulteress and you know, mm-hmm. they were ready to cast stones at yeah. her and he Jesus literally said, you know, if any of you are without sin, (laughs) let them throw the first stone. And And all they could do was walk away. And
2: drop the stone.
0: But what he said to the woman was even more powerful as to get up, go away from here, and sin no more. Exactly. You know, but he loved her. He Mm. recognized that, like... And that's the thing—we're always ready to throw the stone, Always. because we don't identify with a certain sin because we don't—it doesn't look the way we think it should look, or doesn't sound or feel, or yeah. we deem this is okay, but that's yeah. not okay. Like yeah. you know, you can lie, but you can't murder anybody. Yeah, yeah, you gossip. can you can gossip, gossip, but you is... shouldn't steal from people. Yeah. Like you know, we have all of these things that we, we put
2: levels like, to sin. Yes, like lying is okay, but yes. if you're gay, that is just exact the bombing. And what she does say, the word does say it is, but it's the same level of it's sin. The
0: same you What's know,
2: saying? sin is sin regardless yeah. of what you're doing. Yes. You know, and, and I think the church has to understand that. And as soon as we start understanding that as a as, a, as the body of Christ, you will start seeing a revival. We I believe there will be revival in the gay community.
1: Amen. That just gave me chills. Uh, there My is going hairs to be, are there's up.
2: going to be revival in the gay community. Yeah. And there's already been there one is. starting. I there, see it all the time. If there is. There's 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 guys. 2 are guys being
1: transformed.
2: Uh, these two guys I know in Orlando, Lewis and um Hope. Angel um, they're two they're the Pulse survivors um, they were in the Pulse nightclub they were both one was shot several wow. times he survived um, Lewis survived and they're now preaching the gospel
1: That's they amazing. are
2: now yeah. preaching the gospel nice. going to parades across the United States in the world and preaching the gospel of what God did and transforming yeah. lives so it's possible and they're 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 a an amazing group you know and I love those guys to death you know so It's possible, you know, and and that should not only my story, but there's so many other stories like that, you know, that God has transformed people who were in that lifestyle, brought them to the light and they're now Mm -hmm. preaching the word of God, transgenders, Mm -hmm. transgenders who Mm -hmm. were literally in process of changing their sex. And now Mm -hmm. they have been changed, transformed by the blood of Christ, Mm -hmm. you know, so for those who are out there who are struggling, you know, they're not sure if they can't, it's it's possible. Mm -hmm. The struggle is gonna be there. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. with anything, any. There, if I struggle with alcoholic, you know, if I was an alcoholic, I'm gonna still struggle with that. Mm-hmm. But it's what am I gonna do with it? Am I going to, you know, indulge in it, or I'm going to say, you know what, I can't be there, or I can't look at alcohol, or I can't mm-hmm. be around people who are drinking yeah. because I know what it's gonna to do to me. You know, so I think you have to recognize your limits. Yeah. That's one. I re- I gotta recognize my limits. Yeah. Yeah. I can't watch certain things. Yeah. I can't see certain things. I can't yeah. read. I can't watch certain movies because yeah. it triggers stuff in me. Yeah, you know. So we have to understand what but our limits are. That's
0: discernment. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And you're right. That happens to, again with anyone. And you know, I I know we've got to wrap up. This is mm-hmm. such a powerful, yes, powerful conversation. I think a very open and candid conversation. But I pray that um, those of the church and those of the community of, you know, the LBGTQ community, that we can do more of loving each other and understanding um, what God has for us all, um, instead of pointing fingers and condemning Mm -hmm. one another. That's my prayer from this conversation, is that, you know, somebody sitting there listening is like, okay... With whichever side you yeah, sit on, yeah. you know that you're like, okay, like this convicted my heart. Mm-hmm. I need to be more loving. I need to stop being so hateful. I need to stop being so, you know, prude or whatever it is. And you know, just as much as someone saying, Hey, what do I need to do to to get to know Jesus? Because yeah. I've been struggling, um, or I never looked at it that way, and yeah. I learned something new today. So,
1: yes, and um, I just want to leave you guys with. This verse from Second Corinthians 5.17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old has gone, the new is here. Amen. Whatever you're dealing with, whatever your struggle may be, um, it may not be homosexuality, but it may be lust, pornography, drugs, alcohol, um, addiction. We don't know, but the Lord does, and, and you don't have to stay there. He, he sets you free. Um, and he can make you new. Amen. He can make you a new creation. So please don't believe that you have to stay stuck in whatever it is. God can transform you. He can change you. It's never too late. Amen. So if you, if you listen to anything today, remember that God can make you a new creation. Amen. Amen. Amen.
0: All right, so we are going to close up. Manny, thank you so much. Thank you. You this has are been... amazing. You have been um, really a breath of fresh air. Mm. And, and I know this was extremely difficult for you. Yes. But God is pleased. Amen. Amen. And I know that because you're doing what he's asked you to do. Amen. And, you know, you weren't like Jonah, actually, because you didn't do it grudgingly. Hmm. You did it with full faith and confidence in him. Amen. Amen. And so I I am um, so grateful to have met you, to hear your story, to be blessed by you. So please continue to do all that you're doing. Um, and for the listeners, please continue to follow us on Facebook, on Instagram. Um, you can hear our podcast on all streaming platforms. And... On our website, themessymessage.com. That's themessymsg.com. You can hear all episodes. You can give your testimony. You can share your thoughts. You can stay connected. You can shop. You can mm-hmm. do all kind of fun stuff. See the behind the scene, the behind the scenes with Burley and I. Um, so visit the website. We love to hear from you. Please stay connected. Stay blessed. We are praying for you. And goodbye. Bye.
2: Later.